Welcome to this episode of The Allied Show. I have co-founder and director of Fitness and Wellness Australia, Sean Kranz with me. Hey, Sean. Hey, Chris. How you doing? I'm good, mate. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Um, we were just chatting offline um, briefly about the fitness industry at the moment and, and what it's kind of been through in the last two and a half years um, and, you know, someone of your experience and, and what you've kind of um, had across the years. Um, I'm really interested to get your perspective on what you think um, is next for the fitness industry, you know, coming out of COVID. Yeah, I think it was really disappointing, wasn't it, through um, the pandemic to see the fitness industry completely disregarded, as you, if you like, as an industry and the benefits that I think, um, you know, maintaining overall health and well-being, you know, provides to consumers of gyms and whatnot. And, um, you know, really I think there's a misalignment with what a gym is in this um, current day. I think governments uh, perhaps still look at gyms like in the in the 80s with the aerobics and, you know, Arnie lifting massive weights and, and whatnot. And I think as, as those closer to the, the space know, it's it's a lot more than that. It's a place where people go to work on themselves uh, from a holistic standpoint, uh, both mentally and physically, of course, and, and a place where they in, interact with with like-minded individuals. So certainly from that, uh, the, the key strategic thrust going forward is, you know, to position um, the fitness industry and gyms as an essential service and, and closer to allied health. And I know Barry Elvish, the, the CEO of, of uh, Oz Active, who was the peak association for the fitness industry, has already done a lot of work in that regard and, and has had some good results. And so certainly... On the back of that, we're heading in the right direction. And I think we all kind of learned through COVID that um, health and wellness, you know, really is one of the most important vehicles that people have to kind of pr progress through through hard times. So I certainly predict a, a bright and prosperous future for the space and a big bounce back on the back of COVID. Yeah, absolutely. I think even from, you know, my own personal experience of, of the last couple of years and and not being able to go to the gym. And I know I use it as a, an outlet, um, as a way to connect with people that I wouldn't normally connect with, um, who are outside my, my business world, my personal world. Um, and also just to, you know, have that, that mental release. So, you know, it, it was tricky to, to manage not being able to go to the gym, um, from restrictions yeah i mean it's such an important part of um you know people's day you know for me uh, personally i've always had a state a saying get it done before anything can kind of mess with your day and and what i mean to that is is my workout right so i like to kind of win the morning win the day so to speak so often when I've got a lot on my plate, but if I get that workout in first thing in the morning, then I, I kind of really feel set for anything that comes my way. You kind of come out of that feeling, you know, a, a little bit unstoppable or certainly the best version of yourself. So for that to be taken away, um, you know, when people are just trying to improve their health and wellness, you know, while things like bottle shops and whatnot remained open, it was, you know, very disappointing. It, it, there's no point harping on it at this point in time though we've done enough of that so we're just all looking to head forward i think as an industry in a in a positive direction which we certainly seem to be doing yeah 
Um, and so, I mean, you know, the other part of your your world is events. Um, so, you know, that that is also probably another area that just got absolutely smashed. So, you know, everything just stopped. Um, you know, what was that like for you trying to manage that? Oh, look, the events industry, as everyone knows, uh, was decimated through COVID. Um, you know, you talk about an industry that was completely disregarded by government. Well, that even more so than fitness, right? There was there was no support, you know, even though we bring entire markets together and, and billions of and billions of dollars in, you know, economic benefits um, to cities where where obviously our events occur, there, there was no regard for that as an essential service. It's a mass gathering, fine. You know, we weren't the yeah. ones that waving the flag, carrying on too much about that. Uh, we did what we did to keep our, or what we could to keep our head above water. The reality is many in the industry just didn't survive. Um, they've gone off into other sectors or, or other types of jobs. So we lost a lot of good people from the event sector, which was was really sad. Um, for me personally, though, COVID kind of presented an opportunity to um, pivot the offering, if you like. Um, you know, I'm the guy that hit has been heading up the the national trade show and conference offering for the for the fitness and wellness sector since 2009 so um you know that that kind of business took on a, a very consumer led direction um towards you know you know the I'd say the era of 2015 to 2019 had become very much a consumer-led fun day out type festival that's seen um, 40,000 fitness enthusiasts coming to kind of snatch and grab freebies, take photos with influencers, do workouts, that type of thing. It was great at that, don't get me wrong. We had a lot of fun, but in terms of adding value at the actual commercial end of the market, it was really starting to decline and, and on its way to failing. Um, and so COVID kind of presented that opportunity to start again with a blank canvas, which we've done uh, with Fitness Bonus Australia and kind of built this um, specific trade offering that's designed to bring the entire market at the commercial end of the scale into the same room at the same time. And whilst it's been hard because we were initially scheduled for November last year and then March of this year, we're now scheduled for June 16, 17. Um, when we actually do get there, it's going to be a massive reunion party for the entire industry and, and much bigger than we'd, we'd initially anticipated. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's that's just a, another way of, of bringing an industry that is is really quite connected at a commercial level um together to look at different opportunities as well and i think like there's a lot that you know the allied industry can can take from that um and i think the two of them are a lot closer than we see it uh there's there's a lot of of connections that you know we're all working for the same goal and to making sure that you know a person's health is at its optimum level so yeah, yeah, absolutely, Chris. I mean, we work yeah. we work quite closely with SART, the Exercise Sports Science Association. They're a key partner of ours. Um, key attendees are, of course, strength and conditioning coaches, uh, physiotherapists, and those kind of related services, as well as private schools, universities, professional sporting clubs, where that's where there's kind of that um, elite. Um, sporting program in place because all of those organisations, of course, have fitness facilities. So, um, 
our event is the you know the one time where you can see every type of product that you could possibly expect to see in a fitness facility exhibited in the same room at the same time. So, you know, of course, fitness equipment, functional equipment, rehabilitation equipment, a whole heap of tech, software, et cetera, et cetera. We've got over 200 exhibiting brands in total. So we really do look to be more than the national trade show for just the fitness industry because there's a whole heap of vertical markets alongside that that are, you know, underneath a wellness type banner, I guess, that are relevant as well. Yeah, and I can see... Um, I was able to go to the Vault head office a couple of weeks ago and, and see the guys there and look at the tech that they're literally bringing into Allied Health. And, you know, from something that started that only the elite would get access to the technology to be able to benefit themselves and, and track their progress and, and see, you know, at a micro level, where improvements can be made and to bring that into allied health, into in-home care, like that is just, that's phenomenal. And I think that's going to completely change outcomes and the way we can actually measure outcomes. So bringing that is, you know, bringing all of that together is awesome. Absolutely. And I mean, the thing is, in, in Australia, we do have a, a, a little bit of a problem in that the, the fit are actually getting fitter, no doubt about that, which is which is great. But we've still got this um, massive, um, you know, chunk of the population that's, um, you know, not a member of a gym at this point in time. And our obesity rates higher than it's ever been. So the real key for, for, for us um, as a nation, I think, over the, over the next 10 years is, is to try and convert um, those types to, you know, a more health and wellness skewed way of life and we've got a lot of work to do in that regard but that's where accredited professionals um, will, will really help yeah definitely and I can see that you know that the benefit of of the all the industries trying to you know work together for the same purpose is if we can reduce if we can get more people active um, you know exercise is medicine is one of the the key kind of um, tags of, of ESSA and, um, you know, that's actually a separate arm. It's called exercise is medicine. And it's, it's something that, you know, if we can increase that, we can reduce chronic disease. We can reduce all of these other things. So it's, um, I just love the fact that you're bringing it all together and you've got a bigger vision than just, you know, one, one market segment. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, the best gyms in Australia or the best fitness facilities are actually in some of the elite private schools or in universities or professional sporting clubs. Um, you know, hospitals have got pretty good gyms these days, right, um, and, and other types of, of medical um, offerings. So that, that, that market is actually even bigger than the core fitness market. Fitness is kind of, you know, that, that entry level, if you like, but I think, um, you know, the, for the older populations as well, that sort of um, importance of services that are backed up by actual accredited knowledge is, is really critical. Yeah. And I mean, so looking at um, what is actually going to take place at the event, um, obviously we've got, you're going to have um, exhibitors and brands there. So, you know, if you are in the the industry it would just be amazing to get there and just immerse yourself in all of the brands but like i mean what else obviously you want to bring in some learning components as well 
Um, yeah, yeah, that's right, Christmas Lily. So it runs across two big days, Thursday, Friday, um, to reflect the fact that it is a business event. Um, and in in Sydney, Darling Harbour at the, the convention centre there in Darling Harbour, which is the, you know, the most premium and leading venue for, for these types of offerings in the country. Uh, we've got the entire level, so it's a big event, 15,000 square metres um, and over 200 exhibiting brands, as I mentioned. But alongside that is, um, you know, without question, the most comprehensive education program that this industry's ever seen. Um, we, we'll have over 50 sessions within our conference program. There's 48 roundtable discussions that are scheduled. We've got a demo stage with, uh, with the latest tech and products that are coming to the market being demonstrated and over 100 speakers. So, um, you know, it's as much an education event as it is a trade show. Um, and that education's kind of broken out into specific tracks, whether it's fitness programming or strategy um, or revenue growth, marketing and social media. It's kind of all there uh, and, and really designed for an owner operator of a fitness facility at its core. Uh, but obviously with that fitness programming track, there's a lot there from a strength and conditioning standpoint as well. Mm. I think that, that that's absolutely it. There's so much that goes into an event like this. So, I mean, I've, I've run a couple of events, not at this scale, let me tell you. Um, but it's the work that goes into it. You know, I just want to stop for a second and go like, well done, because this is, this is huge to, to pull something like this off. Um, I know you're a seasoned pro at this, at this level, but um, it's, yeah, just to kind of have someone that go, we are going to run a big event. It is going to be in person. Um, and here's all the value. I think like that's only going to be able to help a lot of the industry uh, business owners move forward. Mate, it's been a big hustle, let me tell you. I know this isn't a sales podcast, but, you know, we, we could go in that direction. I mean, um, without sounding like I'm giving myself a pat on the back here, we literally started with, with nothing when this pandemic hit. We had no support, right? So it's been, um, you know, a real sort of journey of resilience, if you like, to get it to this point. And along the way, we really had to celebrate our wins and, get it to a point where we've got, you know, all the key CEOs and executives and, and relevant markets on board. Um, but, yeah, I, I think <laughs> come June there's going to be a little bit of celebration and certainly for the industry. Everyone's craving that big reunion party uh, yeah. and that's what we're promising to, to deliver. Um, and I think the pent-up demand to get back face-to-face, -face, you know, there is a high level of virtual fatigue. So the pent-up demand to get back, you know, in this type of format by June, it will be massive. So we can't wait to open our doors at this point, mate. Yeah, awesome. So how, I mean, having to stay positive and, and you just mentioned, you know, it's just it took a massive amount of resilience. What was that process like when you had to start again when you had to kind of go all right so everything shut down what do we do oh, so you know when this occurred chris i was living in melbourne i'm now based on the gold coast but i was living in melbourne with my wife and four kids so for me it was um you know we, the house wasn't designed for four kids to be homeschooled me to be working from home, training from home as well. 
So my, um, you know, my garage become my gym and my office, no heating. And that's how this whole business started. I had a laptop and a phone and I just started calling my network and, and, tr- and trying to get going. And um, I really believed in what we were doing. I always believed in the power of face-to-face. I think we've learned before this, there was always a great fear that virtual events could replace face-to-face. Mm. We've probably learned that'll never happen because the magic occurs at face-to-face level. And I always believe that. Believe that. I'm really passionate about helping launch businesses go on that, you know, that trajectory, that that growth journey. And I've done that with, you know, with many um, that have entered the, the fitness and wellness markets. So. I wanted the opportunity to do that in this format. I seen this opportunity. I, I believed in it. Every industry needs a great trade show, right? So um, I just kept hustling away, and uh, that that was probably what 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 kept me going. That and the and the health and well being. You know, I must admit, I did invest in um in a home gym really quickly because I, I couldn't go without um, going to the gym when I, when that was taken away from me. And, that was probably the best thing that I ever did because it just kept me in that right frame of mind. And I learned many different strategies along the way. Just, you know, I cut out the news because I, I found watching the news first thing in the morning was really impacting my headspace. So, uh, uh, you know, I tried a lot of things just to put me in a right frame of mind and really controlled my own dialogue, I guess. So that's kind of how I got through it, mate. Just chipped away and one win become two wins and three and so on. Yeah. And it, it, it that's, the the mindset is is very powerful to be able to keep moving through something that we've never really had to navigate through before and to know that everybody was going through it at the same time there's also some power in that knowing that you know you weren't just going through this particular issue by yourself and i think like that's where if we can look at extend the conversation of looping back into some mental health conversations the more conversations we have about it and we know that everybody's going through something right and if we're we're all kind of understanding of that like we were all understanding that everyone was going through a pandemic mm. you know there might be a little bit more empathy in the world for the people that are struggling definitely chris and it, 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 it taught me that and it taught me the importance of gratitude which i probably didn't have prior and really focusing you know the start of each day on that because you know, there's some bloody hard times there, mate. There's some times for me personally, I'm sure, I'm sure many others listen to this podcast. It's like, am I going to come out the other end of this thing? Like, do I just have to pack this in? Is this really going to work? There was yeah. nothing like that. So, um, yeah, I think providing there's nothing else down the road that we don't know about at this point in time, it looks like we're, we're you know, heading back to where we all want to be. Mm, I think like, so my experience of that is I um, was lucky enough to head to Japan in um, March 2020. So, you know, it was we were at an epidemic level. Um, still, still safe to travel. Off you go, everyone. That's fine. Nothing to worry about. Um, got two weeks into that and thought, I think it's time to go home. <laughs> um, so I literally feel like I left one world and returned to another um when i had friends messaging me saying you know australia's gone mad the shopping like coles and woolies are empty you can't buy toilet paper if you've got toilet paper at home um and it was just like this really 
wild experience to go from leaving Brisbane in somewhat, you know, normal world. Yes, we had to take a mask with us, but we didn't have to wear it. And then arriving and having to quarantine. It was, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was super weird. And I think like that to put you through that type of a, a mental load of just locking you down and, you know, and I, I fully support and I understand the reasons why we needed to do some things. Um, mm-hmm. But that toll, I'm not sure where we're going to see that. I'm yeah. not sure when that's going to come up. That's right. I think the mental health pandemic was as bad as the COVID pandemic um, and certainly the impact it had on on children. You know, I, I, I certainly seen a bit of that. Um, kids are meant to be in school, man, but it is what it is. We had to do what we had to do. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disregarding that, but certainly going forward, the, I, I'd hope that there was lessons learned and that we can do it more effectively. I think for all of us, ultimately, it was experiences. I did. I did a fourteen-day hotel quarantine as well, Chris. But with four kids, when we moved up here to Queensland, <laughs> so yeah, that was. I won't even revisit that. Oh, mate, mate. <laughs> you know, ultimately, I think we just learned that it all begins and ends up here in the mind, right? And if you can train it to see the good in everything, that's a that's a you know that, a great place to start. Yeah. Um, so, how's life on the Goldie? What what's what's next for you? Yeah, so I, I really like it up here. Um, suits the lifestyle, being you know outdoors and and health and fitness focused. Um, I'm you know one of the other hundred thousand Southerners that moved up here during <laughs> during the pandemic. So you know the real estate market's gone crazy. I know that we probably got in just at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so obviously the the focus is delivering fitness wellness Australia in you know about ten weeks time. Um, and that's, you know, the, the starting point for us where we can kind of go, okay, we're good. What else can we do uh, beyond that? You know, and I guess that's to come. The first step is just get this big, massive trade show out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Yep, definitely. One foot in front of the other, hey? Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, mate, thank you so much for spending some time. Um, we'll let you get back to, to getting this big beast of a, a show moving. And um, we might try and connect afterwards and, and see what's happening next. Absolutely, Chris. Great to catch up, bud. And thank you for having me on. No worries. Thanks, mate.